how ridiculous averages can be sometimes. Oh, okay. Does, does that make sense? Averages don't they really. Tell, it, does, it does. It just it was the visual, the visual <laughs> component of it. I was thinking about breasticles, and it was <laughs> breasticles. Like... Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shremko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another oh, episode. Oh, Ezra. Of- Ezra, I love this topic. What? I just wanted to what? tell you that. I know you're just still introducing. In there? Oh man, it's about results. You've hit my hot button. I had a domain name that was called Superfast Results. It was my first forum. It's like a sweet spot. Okay, carry on. Yeah, I didn't even get through the intro, man. <laughs> I know. I was just so excited. <laughs> All right. Well. Anyways, um, this is another episode of Think, Act, Get, and uh, uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. You threw me off. Oh, Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. <laughs> James, how are you, man? <laughs> good, mate. I'm very excited. How are you? Yeah, I can tell you're excited. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, that, that shook me. You know, we've never had a – I guess, you know, you've got to figure out how you respond to pressure, right, under pressure. Um, someone starts heckling you when you're doing your podcast intro and you just fold – that's not so good. Oh, it wasn't a heckle. It's just supportive excitement. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that we're doing the results episode. Results are, are like the product of action or inaction of some kind. And if you're measuring something, results tell you how you're doing. We're all getting results all the time. And some of them we like, some of them we don't. And if you're willing to look at the results that you're getting and modify your behavior based on them, then you're going to have a much easier time getting where you want to go. So results, what are they? How are you using them? And how are they affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Love it. I like this topic. We should uh, also come clean. We tried to record a different episode and it sucked, so we canned it. <laughs> we did. The results <laughs> of that episode were pretty terrible, bro. And like halfway through, I called it. I was just like, listen, man, this is not going well. I think we should. <laughs> That's our second one ever, actually, that we've yeah, ever. Yeah, and we, we, you know, we pride ourselves now in, in uh, results we've been getting from Think, Act, Get and from our own blogs. And if it's not up to standard, we will call it. So I wonder, uh, listener, if you've reached that stage in your business where you know good from bad and you're able to self-regulate, I guess. And, you know, when I think of results, one of the words that comes to mind is um, honesty. How honest can you be with yourself about results? Because the more you're prepared to face the realities and the facts, uh, then the easier it is to make changes. It's so true. Like, are you in denial about about what's going on in your life and your business? I'll give you an example, a real world example. Um, internet poker came back to America, which is a really big deal for me because I used to make a lot of money and spend a lot of time playing internet poker before it got banned. And uh, it came back and I've been playing it almost nonstop since it's since it's been back. And I've not really wanted to admit that I've been doing that. I've been like, no, it's okay. I'm just playing a little bit. But um, I had to have a conversation with myself earlier and, 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 and uh, uh, take a look at the fact that I was not getting any results because I was spending all my time playing poker. And the, and the good news is that I have the luxury to do that in my life. I've got the freedom to take a day or two and, and goof off. But um, if I'm to do that consistently, if I'm to, to, to continue that addictive behavior, it's going to have a detrimental effect on my life. So um, there you go. So you're being honest about it, and uh, and I guess you'll make changes. It's maybe like someone who's really overweight and they don't just don't want to accept it, even if they're spilling into the seat next to them on an airplane well, or. Well, that's right. Areas. Like you, you look at at what's happening, and then you modify your behavior based on that. So I take a look at that. It was actually Carrie who <laughs> wasn't wasn't necessarily me. Carrie just makes her appearance on every episode, doesn't she? Uh, always and usually early on these days. Yeah, she comes up quick uh, in these episodes. Anyways, um, you know, in this episode, what we want to look at is some of the results that we've had this year in our businesses. We want to take you behind the scenes of Think, Act, Get, of Smart Marketer, of Super Fast Business, because um, we've had a lot of interest, a lot of curiosity, a lot of questions about what's going on in the business, and and so um, we're going to take you behind the scenes of some of the metrics in this episode. And there was a thread that I started in Fast Web Formula about. Um, what a remarkable podcast. And someone said they'd like to hear us talk more about some businessy stuff. So we do that from time to time on our regular shows, but let's introduce a little bit of behind the scenes to this and, and we can see what, what we're going. I guess one good place to start would be this podcast itself, Think at Get. I think that's a good idea. So uh, 
we're gonna I'm gonna give you the numbers, a whole bunch of numbers on Think I Get, and then we're gonna tell you what those mean and and how much money that it 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 like made and all that kind of stuff. So in 2013, in the year of 2013, keep in mind we started this podcast. Our first episode was January. We had 10,364 people visit our website in 2013. Nice, and they uh, looked at a few pages each. When it got up to 46,124 page views, which means that so that's four four pages per person. Well, we had 21,737 visits, which is um, about half the people are coming back, right? Like they're coming back. 47% of our visits are new visits. The other half are coming back. So those people are, um, the people who come back are watching quite a few pages over the year. So uh, basically that's the stickiness factor. And, and then you look at things like how long are they staying for and how many, how many people actually come and then leave fairly quickly. That's called the bounce rate. We had 54.43% bounce rate, and that's a conversion thing that we can work on. Yeah, that means that more than half of the visitors are landing on our site and then just taking off immediately, and that on average, they're only spending two minutes on our site. Now, it should be mentioned that this is a podcast site, so a lot of people are consuming this content through their their iOS devices. So if we look at our number of downloads, it's, it's significantly higher than 10,000. Yeah, on a download perspective, we're getting a couple of thousand downloads per episode. And if we've done 30-something episodes, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot more downloads than we've had visitors to our site. So the site is one calling card for our uh, thing. And, and um, basically, a lot of them will subscribe to iTunes or just find us off-site in the first place and not even ever come to our site. So that's why as podcasters, it's important to have a couple of things on your site that might be useful for people to come and get at some point. And for us, it's been the products page and the email capture. And we can talk about how many people joined our email list and that sort of stuff too. Well, we've got um, 1,400 1,410 to be exact people who joined our email email list. So that's 6.5% of the people who came to Think Act Get got onto our email list. So we built the list of 1,400 people in 2013 with Think Act Get. And then we actually even had a product last year, which was our retreat. And you might want to uh, tell us about that. Well, we sold quite a few of them and it was $3,000 a piece. So if you look at how we monetized it. We sold, we sold the retreat. But also, if you look at, at the number of people who purchased services from me and joined my mastermind, I've calculated it's about 50 grand in revenue from Think, Act, Get uh, over the course of 2013 in my business. Right. So uh, that, that is interesting. Now, I have an easier way to, to tell how many uh, people who are on Think, Act, Get, but also in my other products by using tags in my autoresponder. Uh, but uh, the... The, the fact is it's driving traffic to both of our sites. And one way we can tell is to go and look at our own analytics and see the referring source think at get to see if people come from that. It's not definitive, but it's certainly a good guideline. You know, when you look at, I was taking a look at our analytics earlier, and what I thought, found fascinating was of the 21,000 people who visited our website, 8,500 of them came directly to it, 5,000 from Google, and then our next biggest source was Facebook. 2,800. So, and then it goes down from there. Your website, super fast business. My emails that I send out had about a thousand people. In fact, we had some mobile Facebook traffic, a bit from Fast Web Formula, some direct from from Smart Marketer, my website, from my Facebook page. So, like, really, it was kind of our Facebook pages and our emails and websites that drove the bulk of the traffic to our to, uh, to our site. Well, a little, a quick scan of my email system shows me that 125 think at get. Uh, listeners have purchased something in my business. Wow. So that is, uh, you know, it's obviously worth doing from the, the time perspective we put in. If we look at the, the recording time itself, we could allow probably one hour per episode of actual recording. Well, let's put two hours per episode because it takes me about an hour to do the notes. It doesn't take me an hour to do the notes. Well, fine. Let's do it out let's, 90 minutes. Let's average it out. And we know averages are, are not deceptive at all. Like if you average the world's population, everyone has one breast and one testicle. Are you there? I was just, I was just picturing that. <laughs> well, think about it. If just half the world's population are men and half the world's population are women, then on average, each person right. has one breast and one testicle. I don't know where you come up with this stuff, well, man. It's, what, the, what that's supposed to represent is... 
how ridiculous averages can be sometimes. Oh, okay. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, averages don't really. They tell they huge lies. It was the visual, the visual component of it. I was thinking about breasticles, and it was like (laughs) breasticles, right? (laughs) Don't be surprised if you find yourself up the front of the show with a term like breasticles. That's awesome. (laughs) So that's Um, our new way of looking at how averages lies: the breasticles phenomenon. Well, here's what I want to point out, James. Is okay. We spent, you know, we built out this new site, and we spent, let's say you know, 60 hours working on it. We sent some emails and we, we did, a, you know, maybe 500 to to $1,000 in Facebook ads I probably spent over the year on Think Act Get. And we drove it up organically through iTunes. And it was worth probably a hundred grand between the two of us. And over the course of 2014, I'll bet you it'll be worth 200 grand. Yeah, and I think that's conservative. We, we've had, um, and, and the other thing is, like if we look at stuff like how uh, responsive our audience is, there's lots of, comments there's lots of discussion uh it gets mentioned away from our site so we've we've created a few guests uh who are kind of marketing the show for us so it's uh, you know we can go well beyond analytics and we can have a look at how many people open up the emails and stuff and and you'll find that the numbers are very high uh whenever we send out an email about think at get uh the the open rates the engagement is solid so we've We've created something worthwhile, and that's why we continue with it. And I think this year is going to get a snowball effect. And a great way to contrast the snowball effect is to have a look at sites that are six to ten months apart in the time that they started and then compare where they're up to. So if we look at more advanced or mature sites, we can see that uh, we we fully expect we're going to get um, a significant growth based on our current existing base and everything that we learn and and um, can improve upon. You know what would be fun is if we did a comparison of Smart Marketer and Superfast Business because Smart Marketer, mind you, is a, basically a replica of the Superfast Business model, right? I came to you uh, sometime in, in November of, of 2012 and I said, hey man, I want to start an information marketing business. I've looked around at everyone who's doing it. I think the way that you're doing it uh, resonates with me the most, has the most authentic has the most authenticity and integrity, and I want to do that. And, and you agreed to show me how to do it. I then modeled that, and over the course of 2013, I built out Smart Marketer. I started in January of 2013, same time Think Act Get started. So I'm going to pull up the numbers for that, and I think it'd be fun to compare those numbers with the numbers that you have for Superfast Business, which was started a, a couple months before, something like that. Yeah, Superfast Business really took shape around about May 2012, so... Um, for reference, we're recording this in the very beginning of 2014. So it's like a little over a year and a half, and you can see what 2013 looked like for my business. And just as a contextual note, Superfast Business is pretty much my primary traffic driver for my products and services. It's, it's the, the most important uh, hub of traffic for my business now. And I want to point out that if you are interested in having your own podcast and, and learning exactly how we did uh, what we did for Think Act Get and how, how we um, turned it into what it is now, you can go to episode 21 of Think Act Get where we break down podcasting. Most of Think Act Get is not uh, like this where it's like these, this is technical, these are specifics, these are numbers. Uh, but episode 21 is very much like that where we, where we break down how we – how we how we did how we did think I get so if you're interested you can check that out so smart marketer over the course of 2013 smart marketer is my information marketing website where I create content and I syndicate it to the community through social channels and through my blog and I boost it with advertising and then I make offers to the group of people who follows my content that's pretty much the model create content share it uh, get people to engage with you and then make them offers beautiful and I'll tell you how I monetize smart marketer but in 2013, I had 20,848 visits to my website, unique visitors, which generated 93,000 page views. So looking at the difference between Think, Act, Get, and Smart 
marketer think I get a podcasting website, significantly less page views per person than Smart Marketer. Smart Marketer has five page views per visitor. And the duration on Smart Marketer is four minutes. So each person stays on the site for about four minutes. And the bounce rate is 50%. So half the people are leaving. So um, I'm pretty happy with 100,000 page views in my first year with pretty much no direct response advertising, just basically organic and joint ventures and podcasts and speaking engagements and the occasional Facebook ad. Now, I had 5,800 goals, which means I had 5,800 people opt in this year to Smart Marketer, which is pretty incredible considering I only had 20,000 visits to the website. So that's a 15% of people who came to Smart Marketer entered their email address for different offers that I, that I, that I had. And, and the number one offer on Smart Marketer was a roadmap. I created a little roadmap to how to do an e-commerce business. I put a banner at the top of my website, get your free roadmap, and I had like 3,100 people go for that. So that's pretty cool. And you made, I think from memory, you made that like a forced homepage, like a welcome gate. Yep, I had that as the welcome gate. And I took that off, which I should probably put that back on because it was working really well. Well, it looks like you had a big spike, and I'm wondering if that's around about when Brown Box Formula came out. That's exactly when it is. Because you had a lot of goal completions compared to me versus the, the traffic. So your, your opt-in rate last year was really high. Keep in mind, I had a giant launch though, right? So I had a yeah. massive exposure at one particular you know, time period. Um, I think probably without that launch, I'd have a 25% of the opt-ins. Gotcha. And it looks like uh, if you're looking at where the traffic came from, like you had a huge amount of direct traffic to your site. You got lots of Google. Uh, you, you had some email and Facebook stuff. But ThinkAtGet was sending some visitors as well. People were going to find out about your site. Look at that. Think I gets my number six lead source. Yeah, it sent you uh, a good number of leads. And that's because doing a podcast gets you exposure and people go and find it. Hey, what's this all about? You know what I think is interesting as I look at this? If you look at the time spent on site, I had a bunch of people come from lead pages <laughs> on average who spent like 50 seconds. And every other, every other source is like four minutes, three minutes. Um, apparently, lead pages customers didn't like me very much. <laughs> Well, I think they're probably going to look at your lead page that got featured. So you got a good whack of traffic. Oh, look at that. Uh, that you must you be know. right about that. And uh, I, th I suspect the same thing happened to me. Uh, and who's to say RSS is dead because that's still in your top 12 uh, traffic sources. And I think that a lot of people in our community are using RSS feeds still. Yeah, good point. You should have an RSS feed on your blog. I've got an RSS on mine. YouTube is really far down there, which is kind of a bummer. I'd like that to be bigger. Well, it looks like the uh, FastWeb Formula community sent as many traffics as the whole of Ryan Dice's uh, site, so, which is uh, interesting. It's a very relevant community for you. The digital marketer community? Well, it sent more traffic than uh, Entrepreneur on Fire and uh, almost as much as the digital marketer community. Yeah, FastWeb Formula loves me, man. I, I love FastWeb Formula too. Those people, they're good to me. They're good people. Um, yeah. So let me tell you about how I monetized Smart Marketer. Yeah. So first, first six months, I didn't sell anything. I just created content and built a community. And then I launched the Brown Box Formula, which was my flagship e-commerce training product. And I launched that and I sold, uh, we sold 30K. I forgot about that. We sold 30K of that Brown Box Formula training program just through Think Act, Get and FastWeb Formula. Yes, we do. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, so it, it all went to you, and that's fine. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, yeah, we so we sold so we sold thirty grand of brown box just through Think Act Get, and I sold a bunch uh, through my smart marketer email list. So I monetized it with a a flagship informational course. So after I'd built a community of people following me, who like my content, who have a relationship with me, I made them an offer of, of, of an informational training course. I also launched the Blue Ribbon uh, e-commerce mastermind a few months later, which is now a very successful 15-person, uh, uh, $1,500 a month uh, mastermind. And so that is, that's been my, my, my most profitable monetization strategy on Smart Marketer is, is the Blue Ribbon Mastermind. And uh, my Blue Ribbon members are just awesome. And a lot of them are Think Act Get members. A lot of them are in FastWeb Formula as well. So that's been a really good monetization strategy, a high-end coaching modeled after your silver circle. And then the third thing, the third way that I've monetized is 
through a services agency because I was already doing services. I was doing high-end e-commerce development. And what I did was I launched uh, a lower end, a lower ticket offering where you could engage with me for as little as two grand. And uh, that's gone over quite well also. So I've got uh, informational courses, high-end mentoring, and services as the way that I've monetized this blog over the last year. And it's done really, really well for me. Awesome. Yeah, well, I think it'd be really interesting to follow up your roadmap opt-ins to see because that's that's a lot of your opt-ins. I wonder if they will turn into value. I used to give away a free report and get higher opt-ins versus giving away a course, but I can tell you, and certainly from recent experience, double verifying this, uh, multi-part courses. You see the... Uh you see goal number eight down there, conversion course? Yes. So if you notice, if you were to look at the last four months, you'd see like four roadmap opt-ins and all these conversion course because I switched it. Yeah. I, you see how, yeah, you can see how it's all at the end there. That's the way to go for sure. And you've, been, you've just been faithfully uh, building out this site around the same business model that I use and teach. And we can have a look at what super fast business is looking like and, and compare where you're likely to be in the next year. Well, we'll see. I, I don't think I'm going to catch up to you. Your, yours is just a beast of a, of, I don't even know how you're doing it. Well, I'm going to try and stay in front, <laughs> but that's all right. It's, I've been, uh, you know, it's my test bed. It's kind of a, a it's been a really interesting experiment uh, to continue developing. And, and, it, and it's really just getting started from where I'm going to take it this year. I've got lots of plans and things that I think are going to you know, do significant changes to my site. Should we go and have a look at that? Before you go into super fast business, I'll give you a second to pull up some pull up the things so I can see it too. But I want to say two more things on Smart Marketer, which is I remembered I had two more monetization strategies on it as well. I ran a few live webinars where I made uh, offers on those webinars and I sold maybe 15 or 20 grand that way. And I also did live events. So I invited my email subscribers to come to live events where I did training for over a couple days. Um, and I made those free events. They were completely free. And um, then I made an offer at the event uh, to, to, that was only relevant for a very small portion of, of the audience. And it was a very high ticket offer in the $10,000 range. And so the people who that was relevant for got um, – purchased that and, and ended up with a very cool product and they're very happy with it. And it's kind of cool. My motto is serve the world unselfishly and profit. And I think that this was a, a, a very clear real world example of that where I put on this event, I made it $97 just to, to reserve your seat. So everyone could basically come for free. I gave three days of my best content. I made an offer that was relevant for maybe 2% of the room. I was able to monetize it through that offer. And those people who bought that were able to support and, and, and basically make possible this event for all these other people who weren't ready for an offer like that. So it was kind of like I got to serve my community and profit from it. And everyone in the situation um, got something really good. So it was very cool. Very nice. Yeah, like you're just finding out what people who follow your blogs use and need and seeing if it fits with what you do and making it available. Exactly. So I want to hear about super fast business. What happened in 2013? Can you tell me some of the same numbers that I just told you? Yeah, so uh, we had um, 113,053 unique visitors. So that's like six times mine. Yep. There was um, three. Oh, you that's that's unique, and there was three hundred thousand two hundred sixty-eight visits altogether, and they viewed six hundred seven thousand three hundred twelve oh page God. views. So they look at that. Looking at a couple literally of literally six times as powerful, and only six months older. There's, there, and that's the that's the compound effect. Um, the they stay for over five minutes, and a third of third of them are new, which means two thirds of them are coming back. So it's sticky. I uh, had in terms of Goal completions. Hold on. I want to point something out because I'm looking at this data too. Look at how much lower your bounce rate is. That's crazy. Well, I suggest Mine's that's because on average you had the, uh, the, the forced thing on the homepage. Probably that, that could account for it perhaps. That's true. Most of the time I had that. And uh, yeah, I, I can't see a correlation with when you took it off. But in any case, we've been sort of the, the, the simple thing we did to reduce our bounce rate the year before was to put thumbnail images on the, on the homepage and that brought people in. Now, it's uh, got, in terms of opt-ins, I had 9,183 opt-ins, which is a lower percentage than yours. But and you also had, keep in mind, 
60% of your visitors coming back for a second time. That's right. A, a lot of them are coming back. So really, a, a, um, it's a reasonable number for the, the traffic. And my list is building each year. Uh, and, and that's even net of people who might leave because I email a few times a week. When you consider how often I email and how many people come on and how many stay, I'm still... Consider n- the fact that I've got, after a year, 4,000 opt-ins who actually open my emails and, and, and are at least on my email list currently, and you've got probably 25,000. Yeah, 24,000, I think, as it today. And I've just done a list scrub with... Uh, a great service that will ver- verify them called Bright Verify. And I got this from Charles Kirkland. He actually shared it on a mastermind call. And I uploaded my entire subscriber list. And of all of my emails, only 1,626 were invalid. So they're real emails because I scrub them each week. I get rid of bulk status no's. I get rid of uh, unopens or um, bounced emails and I just stick to a really clean list. I want deliverability and we, we get our emails delivered. That's one of the secrets to it. So I'm happy with that list build. The The thing that I've been giving away is a course and that was own the race course and I'm still giving it away and that teaches exactly how we built these blogs. This year, I've added a new course. We talked about it in the last episode and it, it literally caused my server to reach its limit for the amount of people on the site at the same time. We've, we've jumped up to 3,000 page views a day this year and already my month-to-date opt-ins are more than I was getting each month last year. I'm well over 1,500 or so just for January. Thir- yeah, 1,300 opt-ins in the first two weeks of January. I'm going to hit 3,000 for sure, uh, much higher opt-in. And it's a course. It's a multi-part course with an autoresponder follow-up. So the big tip is give away a multi-part course. And uh, again, in January, I've already had 11,000 visits in the first two weeks. With, That's so crazy. With, uh, you know, they're visiting more pages. Their bounce rate's uh, okay. And the duration's still just close to five minutes. Five-minute duration. That's And you know what's interesting about that is most of your videos are less than five minutes. So basically, everyone is watching well, all of your videos. Well, most of my podcasts are half an hour or more. So probably balances out. It's that average thing. And my number of percentage of new visits has gone up this year because I'm getting re- referral and viral traffic. But when we dig into the traffic sources, there's some really interesting stuff there. Um, like a third of the visits are branded to come into my site because they know the name of it. That's a pretty strong thing. Um, I'm getting a stack of Google organic traffic, as you'd expect, because we're pretty handy with SEO. I wouldn't have expected that, frankly. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm, I would. I'm like actually serious that I wouldn't have expected the amount of organic traffic that you're getting on this site. And they're sticking around. They're, they're staying Because there. you're not optimized. I mean, like... What are your, your, your blog posts are, are not necessarily optimized after keywords. They're not chasing keywords, but they're all original descriptions. They're all original content. They get tagged and categorized. Bounce rate's nice and low on SEO traffic. Conversion rate's good. And it's a higher percentage of new visitors than the site average. But it, there's a lot of Google organic traffic and a lot of Facebook traffic. That's like coming in strong after that. And that's just from syndicating the posts. And those people stay longer. And the bounce rate is really low for them. And uh, and then we've got, if we go down a little bit, I'm getting quite good Twitter traffic, which surprised me. You know, I've got um, a lot of new visits from Twitter and uh, they stick around as well. And then, of course, my forum, I'm getting lots of visits because I post my interviews in there. Here's, here's what I think is fascinating because I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at. Uh, you've got more visitors from your PDFs than you do YouTube. <laughs> That's right. PDFs are golden, and we upload the PDF for each one of our posts. And here's a little secret. I think we make them search engine findable, uh, but uh, but a lot of people opt in for them. They love PDFs. PDFs are like a higher value of content than just text on a page, and people opt in 70 or 80% of, of, the, um, of the you know conversion rates on that opt in for the PDF button when people click on it they they get it using that lead pages feature uh, we also I'm getting traffic from my old blogs that I rolled into this I'm getting uh, YouTube traffic I'm getting traffic from PR web I'm getting uh, interesting I tagged the uh, end of video 
click on my Wistia player, which replaced the lead player, and I'm getting quite a lot of people um, are coming back to the site and opting in from that. It, it really does work using that um, feature that, that they have on there, which allows you to co- what's, collect. What's that feature? On Wistia. On my- yeah, on Wistia videos, at the end of the video, I've got a clickable link to download free training. And you can, it's called Turnstile. You can also put an email capture. Is that to download the PDF in the video? It's to, it's to opt into my own the race course training. Ah, uh, okay. And it's getting a lot of clicks. Uh, then, of course, I've got emails and, and referrals from my other. There's my uh, lead pages thing. But my lead pages, people stuck around for four minutes 20. So. Well, you know why? I think because you had like the number one lead page in the world or whatever. Yeah, I got the highest converting lead pages um, webinar template at the time. So that's good. And maybe I still do. I'm not sure. Here's something really interesting. I'm getting uh, traffic from my other podcast, Freedom Motion, but I'm also getting a lot of traffic from Discuss. And I highly recommend you install Discuss uh, commenting system on your site because it's got a uh, RSS feed and it's got the email follow-ups. Whenever someone comments, it emails back and people keep coming back over and over again. And that's probably why I get a higher repeat rate. And I've actually seen your Discuss links on my blog because what happens when you use Discuss is down the bottom, they like show you other ones that are relevant. Well, you can turn that off. I've got mine set to only show relevant links on my own site. Oh, that's smart. There's three stages. You can show other people's stuff for income. You can show other people's stuff, and then you can show only your stuff. And I switch mine to only my stuff. I'll have to set that up. Well, yeah, so see, we're learning stuff on the fly here. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it's interesting. Basically, if we just look at these businesses, of course, we both have other businesses that we run. I've got e-commerce businesses. But if you just look at the content marketing businesses that we have, we had a really good time doing them. We created content, we shared it with our community, and uh, it, the results were phenomenal in 2013 from con- for content marketing businesses. And what I find interesting is I've really looked at a lot of people in the space and a lot of people in a lot of different areas, and I don't see anyone doing uh, content marketing this thoroughly, where they create a video, they syndicate it into all the different media formats, they optimize each one of those media formats, they put it on all the social networks. Like, it, it, there's, it's a pretty straightforward system, um, but it doesn't seem that that most folks are doing it thoroughly. Well, I think some people do it. Uh, some people take the approach to put everything everywhere, and that's not good use of resource. What I'm doing now is the concise version of what I used to do, and I've cut down, I've trimmed probably half the things we were doing and putting all the attention where we get the result. And the results do show there. What, what, what it means, if you want to boil it right down, is that from 100,000 unique visitors, you can make several million dollars off, off it. If you productize it properly, you, you get the word out. And as you can see from, from our stats, on both of our sites, we're kind of protected from any single source dependency. It wouldn't, it wouldn't kill us if we lost Google or or just Facebook or just um, Twitter or whatever. But, you know, it might be an inconvenience, but it won't kill us. We've got traffic coming from everywhere uh, that matters, and they're converting, and they're buying stuff, and that's the cool stuff, and they're sticking around, and it's just going to grow. And, and again, I'm making some significant changes within the next 30 days that I think will take my website to a stratospheric level from where it's at now, and I'm pretty excited about doing that. I'd be very curious to hear what that is. Yes, I uh, imagine. Because I'm sure, well, whatever it is, I'm going to do it too. So here's the, here's the thing, listener. That's just uh, some of the details on our, three of our businesses, our, our joint podcast and each of our content marketing blogs. But the point is that what we were doing throughout the year is we were taking a look at what was working and then and what wasn't working, looking at the results of our actions and then changing our behavior. For example, like James mentioned, I had a uh, what's called a welcome gate on my Smart Marketer blog. And I thought I got a few emails. People were upset about it. It, it was like it wasn't uh, – I didn't feel like it was having the effect I wanted. And I switched it to, um, to where you could just come to the website and if you wanted to opt in, you could for a different offer. And that new offer is converting much better. So that's not a, a very clear uh, uh, example as far as numbers go. But the point is that I, I looked at the results I was getting and I changed my behavior based on them. And that's uh, really all you have to do with results is take a look at them 
acknowledge them, realize that they're there, and then decide how you want to move forward based on that new information that you have. Yeah, and if you want to see this sort of historical trial and error, go and get Own the Race course for free and then watch the whole course but watch the reloaded one at the end which is where I sort of summarize a lot of the macro changes I made and then I'm going to update that course with a revised 2014 edition with everything I'm doing now. If you are a member of Fast Web Formula, in there is my presentation from uh, Zentrepreneur which is like the most current up-to-date version of what I'm doing in it blew everyone away, especially uh, Vishen Lakani and a lot of the high-level guys uh, in the same sort of space as Ezra and I, uh, very quickly moving to this model because it's super sustainable and, and robust and I'm, I'm a big believer in it. And again, where we're going with it, I'll continue to document and, and think at Get listeners have an edge in terms of getting results. You apply this to your site, it will work in any market, you're going to get results. It's really true, and I've, ad- I've, I've applied this to my physical product businesses as well. Uh, and I just went and switched my Discuss settings to where now you can see only stuff on my site. Um, so, so there you go. <laughs> you know what I love um, about you, Ezra? You're so fast to implement. You've got to be, man. If, there's, if, if not now, then when is, is the little quote that I like because um, – and I don't know who said it first. I'm going to take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> if not now, then when? Like you got to just get stuff done while you're thinking about it because if you don't do it, you'll never do it. That's good regarding the timing and regarding the responsibility. I like the um, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I think that might be Brian Tracy. I can't steal that one. There you go. You could steal it. You could you could call it. Yeah, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. There you go. So it means you can you can take responsibility for your own destiny. All right, so. We must be transitioning into another section, sure. We are. We're, we're transitioning to the weekly willpower wager, which is what we want. Should we roll Carol? Let's roll Carol. <laughs> weekly willpower wager. Beautiful. Thanks, Carol. Uh, Carol's. I just. I, Carol really took the cake with that one, dude. There's. I don't know if there'll ever be a better one than Carol. Uh, the way that she did that. So. Um, Carol owns it. She, she owns she, that. She, spot. She tearing it up. So weekly willpower wager. What we'd like you to do is measure something. Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be in your business. It could be in your personal life. It could be how you feel in the morning when you wake up. And maybe then take a look at how you got there and then make a change. So if you feel tired in the morning, try having a glass of water when you wake up first thing and see how that makes you feel. So measure one thing in your life that you're not currently measuring. Take a look at how you got there and then make a change and see what happens. Beautiful. Yeah, and that and – then you've, you've got a, a basis for continual progress reporting. And be honest. That's the other thing. You've got to really like brutally honest with yourself on that measurement. Don't fudge it. And you've got to practice it. You know, it, it's like it's one of these things that you get better at as you do it. You get better at um, analyzing the results in any given area once you start analyzing results. Like once you start looking at, okay, this is the experience I'm having. This is how I got myself into this situation. Here's where I'd like to be. Like you start looking at it on in that way that, that you have control and you have autonomy and you have agency in your life to do the things you want to do. Agency, that's a good word. There you go. Come on, baby. Um, <laughs> news and updates. Fast Web Formula 5 in Sydney, March 20th and 21st. Um, I'll be on Manly. I got my apartment booked. I'll be surfing. James has a surfboard he can lend me. Um, no, Mark's going to lend you a surfboard. Mark's got a surfboard he can lend me, and uh, it's going to be fun. So we have here um, – I've been doing the run sheet for the event, and I'm, you know I'm at that stage. You probably relate to this where you actually get really excited about it. Yes, I'm, I've you been see there, it. dude. It's cold like, in New York. I want to go. <laughs> yeah, well, this is like your – what did you say? It's a blend between Hawaii and New York. It's New York. the best place in the world. So, if it wasn't so dang far away, then – It's not uh, far away when you're here. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's not far away to you. Uh, but do you know who's traveling to this? I've, uh, Justin Brook is coming down, and he's another podcaster. With his, uh, He's got a podcast with Michelle McPherson. I think it's something Conquesto or Yeah, it's, whatever. Some, it's marketing con queso. Con queso, right? So he's talking about content advertising, how to get thousands of visitors from everything you publish, guaranteed. It's the same sort of stuff we're talking about. But he does a lot of paid traffic, so he can extend this with that model. Mike Rhodes is popping by to talk about Google AdWords remarketing and some ninja tricks. So they're new additions. And we still have Andre Chaperon and Keith Cronch and uh, Teddy Garcia and Greg Kassar and Taki Moore and Dan Dobos and you and me. 
and uh, Francesca, Francisca Zaley Hall. So oh, she's I'm, great. I'm just super, super excited. And it sounds like a lot of people, but they're short, punchy, meat and potatoes sessions. And uh, the, the crowd that are coming are just phenomenal meals, discussions. Anyway, very excited. Uh, we're speaking about podcasting in a, well, just a week or so from now. Dude, we got to get on that. We better. We better just uh, – I've, I've got some notes, so don't worry. I've got our back. I'm going to create the slides. How about we flip-flop? I'll create the slides. You just turn up. How about oh, that? God, that would be so nice. Well, I'm going to do it. You just send me an email with a couple of bullets. I'll, I'll make you – know, I'll, I'll uh, equilibrium the relationship. I'll, put in, I'll extend the average hours on this side of the fence so you can focus on your e-commerce presentation. Nice. I appreciate that, man. Because I, I, I – yeah. And you know what, dude? Better, Man, they could give us a microphone. We could make stuff up. I'm sure it'd be great. That's true. I think we'll, we'll have fun. Don't we'll tell Ryan. People. The other thing <laughs> that I want to mention um, is something. Oh, I've got a webinar coming up. If you if you um, are interested in buying media, if you're interested in media buying, one of my friends from my old school CPA days came over. Uh, uh, he came over and we hung out and stayed up till four a.m. four a.m. like you know just talking marketing and hanging out and having wine and stuff. And we used to run. I didn't didn't think you drink. Well, it was one of those nights, man. And it was a, you know reminiscing about the old days, the bad days, the all or nothing days. Um, and uh, so we had a, we had a good time. What we decided to do was uh, put on a webinar talking about media buying because we have so much experience in it. We've both bought hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of media. He's still buying $20,000, $30,000, $50,000 a day sometimes. And um, he's buying stuff like stream ads on Yahoo and lots of Facebook and places that I'm not buying media currently. So I decided to do a webinar with him for my community, my, uh, for Smart Marketer. And if you want to check that out, it's going to be Thursday, January 30th. Uh, if you're interested in media buying, it's worth checking out. Right now, if someone's listening to this a long time in the future, what, what would they do about that? Are you going to put a replay or something? If you're listening to it a long time in the future, you will find it archived somewhere on the Smart Marketer website. Oh, there's a challenge. It's like, where's Waldo? <laughs> well, it's good for me. Go look around my site. <laughs> this is timeless evergreen podcasting, folks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> a webinar on this date. All right, so... Uh, it's going to be it's just going to be utter nonsense to anyone after January. Sorry about the time specific stuff, but well, no, you know no, what? I'll make sure it's very findable. Yeah, that's right. And and our traffic and conversions presentation, we're going to take the. I'm sure we're going to discuss it afterwards. We'll find out what what we thought about it. Oh, good point. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what the the best three things from that webinar we'll talk about on another episode of Think I Get. There's yeah, usually about I find about three things from any given presentation that are like good. And we've already committed to recording an event review and wrap-up at FastWeb Formula 5. On the last day and the last session, you and I are going to go through the whole event and pick out the highlights and record it for our listeners. That's right. And we're also going to record an event, uh, um, uh, sort of what's going on at Traffic and Conversion Summit. Uh, we say that, but you get so tired and I don't... Well, I got a little more experience this year. Okay. I'm never going to live that down, am I? This is what happened. What happened was last well, look, year... Firstly, this... I, re I release you from the past and I, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that I'm skeptical, that's all. All right. Uh, fair enough because and I think... I might should... be the one that's tired. I might we be should clue lagged. the listener in here. We were <laughs> brand new to podcasting. We'd only recorded... Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. We? <laughs> yeah. I was brand new to podcasting. <laughs> I'd only recorded two episodes and we were going to record at Traffic and Conversion Summit. And I was speaking and it was like my first time at, on this like really big stage. And I was just too tired to, um, I was too tired to, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't and, hang. And I thought that you were being quite ambitious because having been to a few events, I know it can just suck the energy from oh, you. You know what, but in James, a good way. I'm eating good. fish and eggs this year. What's up, dude? I think Woo. I'll be. I think I'll have plenty of stay time. I'm, gonna, I'm talking roast lamb by Fast Food Formula Five. We'll be there. <laughs> I don't you know got, about that, man. You've got teeth to eat meat. It's natural. Don't worry. Just go with it. Let's have a look at some comments. Go for it, man. Okay, Brad on goals. Hi, James and Ezra. Great episode. Got me to think a little bit about reaching my goals. I've never been someone to explicitly set goals for myself. I would also say that I've never truly felt proud about work I've accomplished until very recently. The work accomplished wasn't anything that gave me a financial return. What I got was a feeling of pride about my ideas and execution. In all honesty, this was a pretty uncomfortable feeling for me. And this, this is this whole being honest with yourself thing, maybe because it was something I never felt before. I think part of the reason I didn't set goals for myself was because I wasn't sure 
what would give me this feeling of true pride. I also didn't know how to or want to deal with it. I was probably content with getting a financial return. Getting a true feeling of pride from my work was very refreshing and I'm looking forward to more and more. I think this was a big icebreaker for me. Also, your advice on celebrating accomplishments is something I would like to work on. Thanks for all the wisdom. Brad. There you go. What a comment, Brad. And Brad just got a skateboard just incidentally. Uh, Brad's a legend. uh, uh, And we talked about that. He is a. He actually lives just near where you're staying, so you guys can have a beer or something. Or you don't drink beer, but you can have a coffee or a wine. We'll have a. I'm having lattes these days. I've stay gotten up, a little fancier. Stay up till four, have a wine, and talk about <laughs> skateboarding. Oh man! All right, Jared, on acknowledgement. I've always had big ears. Okay. I've always I, that one threw me for a loop. I've always had big ears, and many times it's been a source of slight embarrassment. Oh, I love hearing that Ezra has big ears and he is confident about them. I'll strive to do the same. Thanks for being a big ear spokesman. You know that, that uh, people um, trust people with big ears more. They did a study. And um, if you have big ears, like Will Smith and certain presidents and stuff, you are, and me, uh, you're more trustworthy in the eyes of people. So it, you should rock your big And this is Carrie in the background telling me that women find men with big earlobes more attractive. And that's because those earlobes are soft and supple. And um, <laughs> I love it. Okay. Man, you're kidding she me. didn't say that part. I just threw that in there. I'm I getting ear envy now. So you gotta have, I mean, your ears are pretty big. Yeah, now. I've got decent-sized ears. Yeah, I, yeah. I you can yeah. hang with the best of them in the ear department. Yeah, Jared, you and me can hang at, <laughs> in, in, the, in the big ear club. Oh man! Good on. Right, I, thanks, I love Jared. the stuff. The stuff we talk about here, it is it's golden. Uh, good on you, Jared. I like Jared. He's actually a uh, very very nice guy. Errol on goals. Hi guys, just finished listening to the first show of the year, and I think we're going to see some great shows this year. Keep the good work. Thanks, Errol Nazar, first web design South Africa. I like the little plug there. That's good, Errol. He's got got the hang of this that we do read out everything that that uh, people send us within reason. So. Uh, I like it. It shows some flair. I uh, appreciate the comments. That's awesome. Burn. Anytime there's a, a, an Australian guy named Bernie, and I'm just assuming he's Australian, that you got to call him Ben. Because I had a really good friend in Australia named Bernie, and whenever he would say his own name, he'd be like, mate, it's me, Ben. Well, what and about just, uh, But this Bernie's not a, a bloke? He's not? No. Oh, dang. This Bernie's a chick. So... Well, uh, this this Bernie's actually Burn Star. Just, just that's the nickname. All right, I'm just gonna give up, man. You go ahead and read her comment. No, no, you do it. I I'd, I'd love right. you to do it. Right. <laughs> She'd like it. She said, "I'm sorry. I how about that for some from for some chauvinism? I assumed that Bernie was a man. Oh, Bernie lives in Manly too. She might come round and discuss this with you. Oh no. Well, I apologize, <laughs> Bernie, for that assumption on my part. Um, she says, "Hey, Jimmy. So she knows you quite well. She's calling she you does. Jimmy." Try, try not to cook spinach, e.g. wilted spinach. The cooking process causes a chemical reaction within the spinach and makes it toxic to the human body. Holy crap. I eat a lot of cooked spinach. Yeah, you know, uh, how, some, go on. Go ahead. You go know on. how sometimes after eating spinach, you can feel something strange in the stomach? Yeah, that's the cooked spinach. Juicing is okay, but make sure you drink it fresh. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Well, I spent a bit of time researching uh, medical uh, forums and stuff and – I've got to say I'm a little skeptical. I appreciate the tip. However, I, I think a, a very lightly cooked is something that it doesn't make me feel bad and I think it's probably better than McDonald's. <laughs> but uh, there, you know, there's a lot of background there. I think Bernie probably knows a lot about this stuff from her own experience. But, yeah, there you go. It was really interesting to have that tip. Uh, and I've definitely juiced the spinach. There's no doubt about that. So uh, Jared did make another comment on goals. The discussion about analog goals, degrees of success versus digital goals, complete success or complete failure, was very good for me. I've written down a certain goal within three degrees of success, minimum target and outrageous. That's, that's Raymond Aaron's MTO thing, just you know, trademark, patent, etc. in my Evernote and look at it often. I have specific time scheduled in my calendar each day to work towards that goal. I would love to get an update on that, Jared, when you reach your MTOs. Tell us which one you achieved and... Uh, and see if that sets you up for a better goal habit in the future. Thanks, Jared. Uh, we're moving in to the think about it section of the day. Are you keeping this quote, man? 
I'm going to – I'll quote it, but I disagree with it. How about that? Ah. Well, oh, God, I disagree with it too. Oh, my God. I shouldn't have given you yeah, this one. So I totally this, disagree with them. Yeah, this quote is uh, – and I'll tell you why because I had a dream last night. I've always believed that if you put in the work, the results will come by Michael Jordan. And I say, no way. So I had this dream last night. I was, I was visioning this guy uh, at a tree stump with a hammer, bashing the hammer, saying, hey, look at me. I'm taking all this action. And I'm thinking, but what's the point? Like, what action? Where are you going with that? What's going to come of it? And I see this a lot, you know, take action, take action, put in the work, hard work, all this. It's mostly crap because if it's not the right action or you're not in the right direction, you're not going to get a positive result. You could even get a worse result. It could be harmful or damaging or unnecessary failure. So maybe it's partly true. I much prefer uh, Peter Drucker's quote um, that I don't know what the first part of it is, but it's about doing the right things. You hear me say it on every episode. I always replace my quote with Peter Drucker's quote because he's a cool dude even though he's not alive. But it's about doing the right things. That implies doing and the right things. That's when you'll get results. So I'll tie that back into our topic. I, I think I've, um, I agree with you. Get rid of that quote. That's <laughs> funny. Your quote's funny because it kind of is uh, – it's a funny take on my uh, dream last night. <laughs> it's a funny take on your dream. People love chopping wood. In this activity, one immediately sees results. Albert Einstein. Now, I imagine that they're chopping wood to get firewood and, and it's like – You've got a sharp axe. You've got clear focus. You you know the result you want, and you can get it straight away. I, I'm I'm cool with your quote. Does that make sense? It does. But I think my quote is more that uh, uh, the reason I was saying it was that people like to feel like they're accomplishing things, and therefore, if you set small goals for yourself that you continually accomplish, then you'll be seeing results, and you'll be really happy with what you're doing. Yeah. So that's like an people- NFFS: No Fail First Step. Make so right. so easy that you get uh, low rolling resistance and you're just moving along. Good. Okay. So uh, there you go, folks. You've been listening to Think Act Get, where we talk about mindset, behavior, and results. So in case that wasn't clear, the way that you think uh, determines the way that you behave. It, it results in what you get. So we were talking about how you can improve your life and business uh, in terms of results. So this was episode 38, results. Results are the product of action or inaction of some kind. If you're measuring something, results tell you how you're doing. It's like the scorecard. And we're all getting results. Sometimes we're aware of it, sometimes we're not. And sometimes we like the results and sometimes we don't. But if you're willing to take an honest look at the results that you're getting and modify your behavior based on them, then you're going to get different results. And it'll be actually easier to get where you want to go. So we've covered results. What are they? How are you using them? And how are they affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at at this episode of Think Act Get. Boom. Finito. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, man. That was a good episode. Thank you so much, listener. Really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. And I hope that you enjoyed hearing a little bit about what happened for us in 2013. At the end of 2014, we'll do another one. I think that'll be really interesting to see uh, what's happened in another year because I think both of us are going to continue full steam ahead. I know one thing for certain that would happen in the next 12 months. What's that? Everyone's ears will be bigger. That's right, because they grow all the time. On that note... (laughs) This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. It's free.